Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports. And we got a jam-packed episode this week. And I'd like to tell everybody that generally I'm a, I, I can get quite angry. But Ross Atkins has got my co-host so angry. <laughs> and I have played hockey with Mike. I've known him my entire life. And he's pretty calm, dude. And yeah. Ross Atkins has got him fired up. Yeah. So. Yeah, apparently I'm not the only one uh, based on uh, Twitter and stuff like that. That's if, if right. That's, if that's a good way to look at the consensus. But, uh, yeah. Oh, late, late theme music. Oh, I was just underneath you. <laughs> just underneath you. Just to bed as I go. <laughs> yeah, no. But, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, Ross Atkins is, I think it's a couple things with him here right now. It's, it's the way he talks, for one, is because he doesn't really say much. And, you know, he's kind of. Uh, it's almost a little insulting the way he talks to the fans. It's kind of like we don't understand what's going on. And then I think Shapiro also had a comment about how they would have traded Donaldson the year before had it not been for the fans and wanting a winning winning team right away. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that's that kind of a that's an insulting comment to the fans, in my opinion. Oh, it sure is. Like he's saying that it's your guys' fault uh-huh. that we didn't trade Donaldson at a, at a higher value. We traded him at a lower value because of you guys. And to be quite honest, Mark Shapiro looks like he should be running a Starbucks, not a <laughs> not not a not a baseball team. But just that's just what he looks like to me. Yeah, he's got a long he's got a long pedigree in in baseball. He's been in it for a long time. But it's it's a couple of the the thing that the thing that I want to separate here is that I think the farm system is being built up nicely. But I think the thing is they're missing opportunities with the assets they currently have. To maximize them, yes. to get to get something for an M, for an MVP type of guy, which you could have last year. You could have gotten a nice haul for him last year, and 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 even general public people were watching Donaldson on the field, and it, they were seeing him deteriorating. You could see that so quickly. And I hope he comes back, and I hope he's a great player, but he's not what he was defensively. Could you imagine if they win the World Series? That'd be cool. The, like yeah. like. Edwin and Donaldson go to I Cleveland, think that'd be and cool. Shapiro yeah. helps out his old team and go, "Hey, go get yeah. the Yeah, oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, what gets me with this now that Donaldson's been traded is that they blame the fans, kind of, sort of. But how could you not see this coming from like their standpoint? The last three spring training, he's come out of it hurt, mm-hmm. like with a calf or or. Calf twice, and I think the other one was a shoulder or something like that. And they just don't seem to get better. Like no, like, it's just, you're just waiting. Yeah, and and then he'd miss half it, come back, play okay, then go back on the DL, and that's like the last three years. And it's like going into this year, how do you not see this coming? Yeah, they took a gamble because the time to do it was last year, and they probably knew that. But they're like, you know what? He was starting to hit good at the end of last season when he was playing. So they're thinking, you know what? If he can carry that into next season, we can really maximize his value and get a lot in a trade. And that was a terrible risk to take. Well, looking back on it, for sure. I didn't feel that way. No? Uh, With the way they ended the season last year, I know Donaldson was hitting well, but you looked at the team on paper and you were like... You need to you need to to ship out these old guys and get assets because this this isn't working. The the yeah. Yankees and Red Sox have flown past you. Again, you had your two year run where you were better than them, and the Astros have, have have obviously climbed. So why not? Even Cleveland's a better team than them in the American League. Yes, yes, and and deal your assets yeah. that you have. Yeah. Um, they should have dealt Justin Smoke when he had that MV, like that really hot start. Because what else you you. Yeah. You could see, like, it's an outlier. Deal the guy, you know? And it's it's hard because to, to treat players like 
assets is not and not people. Yeah. Which sucks like from a human standpoint, but this is pro sports and that's the way it is. And they botched Ross Atkins botched this with trading Donaldson for a player to be named later when he could have traded him to the Cardinals for um, the rumor was last October, Jed Jericho and Dakota Hudson. And Hudson was a B slash B plus prospect, a pitcher. And Jericho is a third baseman and he's average, but he would have yeah. been the stopgap until Vladdy. Yeah, Jed Jericho is good. He's the pr- pretty good power hitting for a second baseman, third baseman, wherever he, he's, he's going to play there. Um, and Dakota Hudson uh, would have been the best prospect. They, you know, at least the best one that has been rumored. Yes, um, and instead we get a player to be named later. Yeah, which is apparently is Julian Merriweather. I think is the rumor that's out there. Oh, okay. Who's a twenty-six-year-old? Twenty-six-year-old. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just had Tommy John surgery as well. Which oh sometimes they come back and throw harder. I don't know. That, that's <laughs> like, but right there tells you like, okay, yeah. you didn't get back what you needed to from this guy that was an MVP candidate. And, and yeah. Oh Jesus! Another one of the infuriating things Ross Atkins says was that. Uh, this, this guy's a, a near term. Maybe maybe he just likes the baseball lingo too much, and we don't get it. But he's like a near term prospect who can come in and make an. Yeah, I believe I'm paraphrasing, but come in and make an impact on the organization right away. And I'm like, everyone on the team can make an impact on the organization. You're not yeah. saying anything. Yes. Yeah. Stop talking if you're not going to say anything. For the love of God. <laughs> It's so true. And then he's on the broadcast today in the third inning. Well, because he's having to defend himself. and Because the fans are just pissed at him, as they should be, in my opinion. Yeah. And he's sitting there, like, saying the dumbest crap and, I have and ever Shapiro heard. And Shapiro has said something, but he should get out there and say something more, too, because he's really, like, he's in, in, important in this, too. And I think this goes to show, um, it's that, in, it's that uh, relationship between ownership and management. If they're not always on the same page. Yeah. And, and like... Maybe what Shapiro meant is that back then, you know, ownership wanted to wanted to compete, and he wanted fans in the seats. Kind of meaning like they were doing it for the fans. They wanted fans in the seats. They wanted to compete, and you know, because there's always that that relationship. Like ownership doesn't want to do a rebuild because that means empty seats for a bit. Yes, that's true. Um, the thing is with Shapiro is like, okay, I don't want to like they want that, and I don't want to do a rebuild. But every move you've done has been a rebuilding move. Like you have not done anything. No. Like you didn't you didn't add pieces in the off season. You didn't go out and get you weren't in the John Carlo Stanton sweepstakes like no. like they couldn't have been. He they couldn't have been. No. But like don't tell me that you were trying to put a winner on when you weren't. No. Like yeah. like that you're just bold faced lying. Everyone can see it. And yeah, they're, they're making they're making the best case scenario. They're making a lateral move, like they get a Gritchick, which is a nice pickup. But yeah. it's it's you know it's an average guy on the team now. They're they're not they're not swinging for the fences. And I think maybe I think that's their plan all along. And I think they're doing a bad job of uh, relating that, verbalizing that to the fans. Yes, I think if the if, if everyone knew, or at least the media knew, like their their direction, there wouldn't be so much blowback. But they're never going to do that. The worst place to be is where they are now. I feel like they don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, or at least last year they didn't. They well, were kind of yeah. like... I think they're full-blown rebuild. We wanted, we wanted to win, but we don't know what to do. If you're stuck in the middle, you're dead meat. That's yeah. it. Well, they know what they want to do now. They're yes. total rebuild. Total rebuild. 100%. And we don't get to see Vladdy Guerrero uh, this year. They're going to wait till next year, but I, that's for service time, so, yeah. so so be it. Yeah. And since we've been shitting on Ross, too, we should... 
I'm gonna we call, should I'm gonna, shit I'm gonna, on Mark Shapiro I'm gonna, too. I'm, I'm going to call him Ross now because we're. I feel we were close. <laughs> Uh, yeah, since we've been shitting on him, uh, he did, you know, he, uh, Goriel, he brought in. Gritchick, he brought in, which is a nice player. Um, you know, he's, there have been some good ones. Teoscar Hernandez was them. Uh, they leveraged Fernando, or uh, Francisco, yeah, Liriano Francisco Liriano to get yeah. uh, Teoscar Hernandez. That's a nice one. But they also re-signed Marco Estrada, which did not work. They Yeah, but it wasn't a huge contract. It wasn't huge. It was they, like 12, they, 12 million a year, you know, I think, for they, two years. Um, uh, Jaime Garcia did not work. Did not work. Um, you know, they it, there's been missteps for yes. sure. Um, but then again, Anthopolis didn't have the most sterling record. He everyone remembers those couple trades he did. Yeah, no, and every, everyone remembers Anthopolis because he went for it, which is a, which was it, which was fun and a and a big at deal. the end though yeah. he didn't do shit until then. No, you're right. Like yeah. he was about as slow as can be. But um, isn't that the way to do it? Like wait till you're wait till you're right on the verge and then really go true. really go for it. That's true. They were on the verge, um, and he didn't give up a lot of assets. To be quite honest, no, nobody's turned out really from those trades. Well, like Syndergaard. Well, not I'm not. Oh, sorry, I was talking about the price and Tulo trades. Oh, price and Tulo. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Hoffman, Hoffman didn't Hoffman work did, out. Uh, well, um, Hoffman with Tommy John guy, right? Uh, you yeah. know, he yeah. hasn't recovered from it, and you know, none of those guys have really. Done anything crazy, so yeah, I don't know. And the other guy, the other pitcher they gave up in that trade doesn't even play for Colorado anymore. I think he's in Baltimore's bullpen. Yeah, I so there name. you go. How fast name. things change. Yeah, um, and, oh, and Tula wasn't bad. They needed hit Tula at the time. That was a good. Well, trade. You, they need to get rid of Reyes. Is the big thing. Yeah. The what what drove me insane is today he was on the broadcast and he was trying to defend himself. This is Ross Atkins. And he was saying things like, oh, we got 30 to 40, like, prospects that are, like, almost ready to go. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like. I, I guess, I guess maybe what's, what do you, what do you like, deem a prospect? Yeah, but, and yeah. what do you deem as in ready to go? Like, are they ready to play where they are? Or are they ready for MLB? And then he said that uh, when you have the depth they have, you don't have to have hope because, because. You know, you basically have that depth, yeah. so there's no hope. So you just, so win. It's just you're just gonna win, then. Yeah, it's just gonna win. So don't tune in because yeah. it's it's a formality now. Yeah. Within two years, yeah. obviously, they're gonna be winning World Series. Yeah. Like, what kind of stupid <laughs> fucking comment is that? Part of the fun of sports is that you get to have hope and like oh, you get emotionally God. invested. So what you don't have to have hope. I understand what he's saying, but he's really cocky about his. And that's system. that. That's the thing too. Is is he's for me? He came across as quite arrogant. And I'm like, you just blew two deals in the last two months. Yeah. Like, the Osuna deal wasn't yeah. great, and now you blew this deal. And, uh, and, yeah. and I'm still pissed off at the Edwin Encarnacion and the Bautista thing. Like, you should never have re-signed Bautista. Edwin, why are you playing hardball with Edwin? What the fuck did he do yeah. that you needed to play hardball with the guy? And instead, you're like, no, okay, we're taking our offer away. Let's get Kendry's freaking Morales. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't like that move either, but you know what's funny about the Edwin thing is they offered him more than he actually signed for. But, but, that, he, but he thought it was low at the time. His agent told people, or told him that it was low at the time. They also put a time limit on it. Right, yeah, they did they put did. a time limit they put on a, that. They put a 48-hour time limit on it that he had to respond that fast. That was weird. I forgot and I'm about like, that. I'm like, all the things he's done, and you're like, hey, 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 thank, thanks for all your service, but fuck you. You need to sign in 48 hours? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. You know, that wasn't good. Um, if it were me, I would have let Edwin decide if he walked. That's fine. You, Jose Bautista could have been your DH. He could still hit. Yeah. You know, he just couldn't field. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, well, so I, I, know, I, don't, I don't understand that crap. And, and I think, especially when guys want to be there too, and it's not like you have to be too loyal to the point where you're overpaying guys for, for nothing, but these guys were, were just on the verge of, of slowing down. Like yeah. Edwin was basically the best years of his career in Toronto, and uh, Shapiro obviously thought he was cooling down at that point or about to slow down. because he, he still hit 30 last year with the I know, Indians. I know. He's still a good power hitter. He's DH. Yeah. That's all he needs to do is hit. It's not he, like he well, needs he to was, He was the one to keep over Batista, but Batista went downhill faster. Yes, yes. Well, Batista was older. So I just, I didn't understand. Like, I, I, I think I, I'm harboring resentment to the, towards these guys and everything they do bad. I'm just like, yeah. nope, see, and, told and, you, and told I told you. And I think I, you always have to point out that the Osuna thing was probably more of uh, ownership. Oh, for that. sure. But, but like, it's a combination. Ownership has to give them a chance to maximize that asset to don't just say he's not coming back and playing for us because you handcuff yeah. the organization when you do that. And then you have to take that garbage, um, that you got from yeah. Houston for you know, I mean, the the one of the prospects might work out. I don't know, but I'm just being. Well, you could have got a lot more if if it wasn't. Well, if for it's that. if it's Osuna, the player without any of this baggage, like he's playing for Houston right now, he's closing games. They like him there. Yes. Why couldn't he be doing that for Toronto? I, and that's exactly it. And I I hate to be that guy, but he was accused of it. He has not been charged with it. They're still investigating. What happens if it comes back? That it was the he was falsely accused. Yeah, and he's gone into the Houston clubhouse and said basically that to them, and so, they're, they're like, "Why would he say that if he knew he's done something?" And if and I mean, it could come out different. I don't know. But if, if he if he was falsely accused, then why did you give up on him? Like that's kind of that's kind of a dick move on the organization. Absolutely, you know, like why why are sports different than the law? Like, we're the yeah. law where you're innocent before being proven guilty. Where in sports, no, no, if, if I say something, you're guilty. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. You know, like, it's kind of, it's, it's backwards. And guys already don't want to come to Toronto. Why do you got to be a garbage organization to make them, push them away farther? Exactly. Exactly. So that was our MLB rant for, for yeah. September 2nd. Yeah, I would say, John, I would, <laughs> the, the, the word that came to mind uh, yesterday or was uh, unceremonious when Josh Donaldson got traded. Yes. And it was just like... Oh, what? Like yes. he was like, I'm waiting for his um, because he said he's had some comments that he wants. Yeah, to he make, wants to he, say something, but he couldn't say it at the time. Yeah. and I'm sure it won't be till the off season. Yeah, he doesn't want I'm, to take away from from his from his. He doesn't want to hit to his teammates to have to answer questions about it. Now. I'm pretty sure that the Jays were pressuring him to come back. Yeah, I feel and, that way too. And he was like, yeah. "Hey, no, like I need to be healthy. I'm useless if I'm not hundred percent." Yeah. And I'm sure he got and and he knew that the Jays were only pressuring him to come back so they could trade him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and he knew it, and he's like, "This is this is a bush league move by this organization." So I, that's what I think is going to come out from it. Well, if that's the so, case. I don't disagree with him. All right, now we'll go into some uh, NHL. <laughs> Not, I'm not going to be as fiery for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the fire has stopped. <laughs> All right, so news came out, uh, well, this was a couple months ago, that Trevor Linden and the Canucks, um, uh, what was the term they used? They, they parted uh, ways. They parted. They amicably parted ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but news has come out over the past few days that uh, it was based over, which everyone kind of thought anyways, yeah. that... 
uh, they couldn't see eye to eye on how the future was going to be. Um, and it turns out Trevor Linden wanted to do a rebuild. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like ownership did not. They were not on board with this. At least not his idea of it, for sure. And, yes. it, you know, it sounded like he was kind of more wanted to do a little bit methodical and, uh, you know, draft some players and, yeah. you know, kind of really build build from within. and Build uh, from within. Yeah. And, and, like, do, like, a little bit of free agency, but not... Not signing Jay Beagle, I don't think that was on his um, well, I th- on his thing. Well, I think that's yeah, I think that's exactly where the differences came into play. Like Trevor Linden's, like you know, let's let's not let's uh, ownership. Apparently, it seemed like they wanted to go for a guy like Tavares. And, yeah. and Trevor and and not and that he wasn't even in the running. He wasn't going to Vancouver. Like I don't think that was one of his teams. They no. might have talked to him, but that wasn't one of his teams. I'm sure all 31 teams, including like including the Islanders, they all they all touched base to see where it was at. Yeah. I'm sure they did, but that doesn't mean you're in it. Yeah, and it seems like it seems like uh, like even now the way you look at the moves that Vancouver's made since Trevor Linden's left is, is like Jay Beagle J- and Antoine Roussel. Antoine Roussel and yeah. those are both moves. for four million. That's those are bad moves. Yeah, well, and they're moves that if you're bringing in Jay Beagle, I feel like he's one of those guys that that can help your bottom six on a on a winning team. Yes, but you're built. You're bringing them in on a team that's that's obviously rebuilding, or they don't know what they're doing. Which is the like I said in the last segment, there is the worst place to be, and you're paying him. Uh, I think it's a four year contract, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think they're both four year deals, um, like four years, four million each. Like they're both I, I like think sixteen so. million deals. Yeah, uh, and we had that situation here with Troy Brower. Just because they're a winner elsewhere doesn't yeah. mean. That they bring this pedigree. Well, those those, those like know? those hold your your team back overall. Yeah, and 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 maybe they're just maybe their philosophy right now is we know we're not going to be good exactly next year. We just need some players that can play. But you're signing them too long because you're going to want to be competitive exactly. before their contracts contracts are expired, and those contracts are going to stop you from getting the players you actually want. Yeah, they should have they should have been two year deals. I'm glad that you probably don't get those players for two year deals. Yeah, but then probably don't sign them. And an, I don't know. And another thing that's come out too is that uh, you know since uh, since Linda's gone as well is that there have been rumored that they're into Carlson now. Yeah. Which, which like I don't know if they have. Well, you know you know what they what what the uh, Sens would want. They'd want uh, that Petter- Pedersen. Yeah. Or um, yeah. they might want Brock Besser or and, something and like to, that to give up guys and like a pick. They probably want a first round pick yeah, too because yeah. they want to recoup a pick because yeah. they're losing it next year. Yeah, which is probably going to be uh, for Jack Hughes. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster in any organization, mm-hmm. and that's why like now, now that's what I'm saying. There's so much relationship between ownership and and the management, like. The, the, the franchises that are good, that's seamless. You don't even notice yes. that relationship. Yes, yes, exactly. And you know they're on the same page. It's not like yeah. it's not like the owners just hand their the keys over to the GM and say, Hey, run my franchise. No, no, no. Yeah. They make sure they're in. But like you said, the brain trust is all on the same page. And when you're not on the same page, that's when the, the teams just go in place. And the know? good owners get out of the way on on the the de- the sports decisions, the player personnel yes. decisions, the, yes. the things about the sport, the good owners get out of the way, and the good owners run the business side. Exactly, exactly. You hire sports people. Um, so, yeah, the Carlson thing was is just, I don't understand it. Uh, I also uh, read an article saying that um, Trevor Linden at the draft was approaching different teams to see how they did their rebuilds. Yeah. So, obviously, that, that was his point of view, and ownership was not for it. 
Trevor Linden seems like if he's leaving your organization, that's like that's a problem. Like he seems like a guy you want running. Yes, your organization. If if your organization is a professional hockey team, that seems like a good option. The other thing I think the owners might be thinking is that the fan base is probably really fickle. Uh, they do burn their city whenever they lose the Stanley Cup final. They, yeah, they uh, are fickle, but they're not stupid. Like they'll understand. I think I think ownership is always underestimating the intelligence of the fan base. Or yeah. the intelligence of the fan base—it's infuriating. Well, they might listen to the vocal minority, right? That don't oh, that want Carlson, but the yeah. rest of them are like, "Well, no, I'd rather have five, six years of winning hockey than, yeah. you know." And I don't understand selling the future for one guy in hockey. Basketball, I can see it because one guy can transform a team. Hockey, Carlson's only playing twenty. 20- 225 minutes a night? And that's a great point because if you gut the Canucks by taking away that uh, Pedersen... Are we saying his name right? We should probably look it up. We should Peter, probably look it up. Peterson we're Pedersen. We're going to call Peterson El- Elias, now on. Elias Pedersen. Elias Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. Is that, that's what yeah. we're going to call him. We're He's gonna a roll good player. Him. I should really get his name right. Yes. But anyway, like if you have to give up him and then your first round pick from the from this draft yeah with the Canucks potentially being a bad team this year that's going to be a really high pick potentially a lottery pick yeah and you can't give that up that guts yeah. your team and there's no guarantee that Carlson signs with you like <laughs> right. I yeah. I, would, I would assume in the trade they like, would they would sign him to they, a contract. they would have to talk to him and they wouldn't agree to the trade until they were yeah. signed but yeah. um just really interesting uh I just cannot believe that the the ownership is thinking that when it's obvious. You know, they they held on to the Sedins too long. You know, we went through that in Calgary with Jerome. Um, it hurts when when it's hard to, to say goodbye to a legend, but you got to do it uh, early instead of late. Yeah, it sounds bad. It sounds uh, it sounds kind of like a douche move, but that's what you got to do. The the Belichick method is the way you need to run a sports yes. team now, and that's yes. that sucks. Yeah, sell, because sell relationships early. end early. Yes, but, uh, and, and you got to maximize your assets. You get hurt feelings yeah. and all this stuff. Um, but if you're on the side of the organization, that's what you got to do to keep your organization going. Yeah. By the way, that's not why that I'm not mad at the Blue Jays. <laughs> back, I'm not mad back at, to Ross Atkins. I'm not mad at the Blue Rick. Jays for trading Donaldson for nothing. I'm mad at them for not trading him a year ago when they could have got something. Yeah. yeah. When it was obvious that you needed to trade him. Yeah. That that's I think the thing going back to that. That's the thing yeah. that that burns me up with this is that they act like they had a shot this year. Yeah. When anybody could actually see. That there was no freaking shot. Yeah. Oh Just trade him. Yeah. Tulowitzki's ankles were all buggered up. Russell Martin's thirty six. Yeah. Like, you know, Kevin Pillar still can't hit. He's like, he he's a great fielder, but he can't hit worth a fucking lick. Yeah. yeah. Like, where where are you thinking you're gonna have this? And you had Sanchez off the blister problems. Yeah. And Strowman's a goddamn head case. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I don't want to bog this down in baseball, but um, they they also said that they might consider qualifying him, and I'm like that probably would have been the worst because he probably would have accepted it and then you might have to go through the same thing all again next year with yep. him yep. And, and get hung up again yeah and then what do you do with Kendrys Morales because you got to make room for Vladdy yeah right and Vladdy's not going to DH you need him to play third you need him to do his thing so ugh yeah anyway sorry all right. what were we talking about we're going to go to some NFL now We are watching right now the Steve Nash story, and Amari Mar- Mar- Stoudemire <laughs> looks ridiculous with these fucking glasses, just by the way. 
Holy shit. I had to pause it because he's wearing these glasses that are phenomenal. And I just, <laughs> and there's a gold chain, and I'm like, boy, Amari. You're the man, buddy. <laughs> I think, I think he lives in like Egypt now. Hey? Oh, cool! Good for yeah. you. Good for you. All right, so he was a he was an electric player when he was young. Oh, for that that guy could j- jump and dunk like nobody's business. Like really athletic, power forward, awesome. Steve guy. Nash and him, the pick and roll that so they would fun. do for so that fun to three watch. or four seasons. Yeah. It's too bad they never won a championship. Yeah, that was a great team to watch. Brian Colangelo. Oh, here here he comes, he's the the high collar man. Four, he's wearing a relatively low collar here. He's wow. running his third burner account in this look. This is his third burner <laughs> account is, identity. This is, yes. So in the NFL, I just want uh, we want to touch on the absolutely crazy contracts that were signed this week, mm-hmm. uh, which happened in there was four contracts within like six days. Just insane. We had Odell Beckham sign on Monday for five years, ninety mil, with a twenty million dollars signing bonus. Sixty-five million of that is guaranteed, and the average value on the cap is eighteen million. Not wow. bad, you know, for, yeah. for not a bad payday for the man. Um, I'm glad they didn't pay him QB money. Like that sounds awful, but he doesn't get the ball without the QB, so you had to put Absolutely. him under. Absolutely, yeah. he's the highest paid receiver now. That's amazing. I'm, As of next year, what's 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 new to me is how much money these guys are getting guaranteed. Yes. Yeah. Good for them because they 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 bitched about it in the yeah. last CBA that they don't get enough guaranteed money, and my thought was, well, then negotiate it in. You have the power, yeah. like negotiate it in, like, and it has to be the stars that do it. Right. Right. It can't be Joe Blow that does it. It's got to be like like Odell Beckham or Aaron Rodgers because you're so essential to the team. The team can't tell you no. Once you set that precedent. Then it helps all your the rest of your NFL PA. So true. So the stars had to do it, and and finally they figured it out. Yeah. Because then on Wednesday we had Aaron Rodgers sign a, a four year, hundred and thirty four million dollar extension. Wow. Fifty seven point five million dollars signing bonus, ninety eight point seven million guaranteed, and his average value on the cap is thirty three point five. Um, he should give about two million of that to Brett Hundley, because <laughs> he, because we all Packers fans knew that he was pretty like crucial to the team's success. But Hundley was so bad last year that Rodgers had the team over the barrel. He's like, what, what the fuck are you gonna do? Start Hundley? <laughs> Pay me the money. And didn't they trade Hundley? Then they traded him. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're like, we paid Rodgers. Get the fuck out the door. <laughs> bye bye. You're useless now. Yes. And then on Friday we had Aaron Donald. Uh, signed a six-year, $135 million deal with a $40 million signing bonus, $86.892 million guaranteed. I don't know why it had to go that way. And a $22.5 million average. That's a, a huge amount of guaranteed. Huge. Like, and, huge. Like, they just – and like, they get all this money up front. Yes, this, they do. This is the craziest thing. I don't want to see their tax bill. Like, it yeah, must yeah. just be insane. Like, and not to mention, you need money management skills. Even with that much, even with that much money, you need to know how to manage that because they're going to be living the high life and they're yeah. going to have huge bills. They need to know how to manage that. Yeah. And, and I think that's why guys get in trouble. Oh, it, well, I could see myself getting in trouble like that. <laughs> I'd be fucked. Get, get a uh, $40 million check right when you sign. You're like, oh, this is wonderful. What do I go imagine do now? the day that shows up in your bank? Like, just you're just checking on your phone. You're like, huh. <laughs> all right, 
Alright. Huh? Wanna go for dinner? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy a new Bugatti, okay? So did you see I'll be, Justin? I'll be my... Sorry to interrupt. Did you see Justin Verlander's check at the Beverly Hills? Yes, Hall? I love the million dollar charge. Yeah. Uh what what blew my mind was was what they were charged for the actual food. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if you can bring it up online here yeah. so we can actually read. Yeah. Uh thirty dollars for pancakes. Yeah. For one order of pancakes. Like what are we like what are they doing? Why are you eating there, Justin Verlander? How good are those? How good are those pancakes? <laughs> well, there was thirty dollars. There, there was a nine dollar latte on there. A nine dollar latte. It wasn't even Starbucks. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Th- so there was, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, thirty dollar pancakes, forty two dollar chicken salad. There was the McCarthy. <laughs> forty two dollar yeah. chicken salad. What the, the hell? On the actual receipt, they called it a McCarthy salad, and I'm like, I need to look up this McCarthy salad. Okay. I, I was hoping it came with a twenty dollar bill on top. Yes. Did it? No, it didn't. Oh, okay. It, it, it's, it's it's bacon and lettuce and chicken and free range chicken I believe uh, it was it has to be. <laughs> I would and, say uh, so there was some cut up boiled egg on there I believe and some avocado and a vinaigrette so it was a forty for forty two dollars forty two dollars salad yeah it was nice. you know see I read this and then and then in in like fifteen years when the story comes out that Justin Verlander's broke. I could be like, well, maybe you shouldn't be spending $42 in your playing days on fucking salad. <laughs> Baseball players have so much money. He's done so well. God. And, and I think the funny thing is the disconnect. Like, he thought he putting that on there was a joke about the fact they were charging him a million dollars. Yes. And but but he didn't, like, did you not realize everyone's going to be like, dude, man, you're not on our level. You're, yes. you're eating at a place that charges $42 for a salad. Exactly. And $9 for a juice. Like, <laughs> you're, you're creating separation, sir. Oh, God. So back to uh, the NFL. <laughs> what were we talking with, about? <laughs> with more money. Uh, so, and then there was a big trade on Saturday morning. The Raiders traded Khalil Mack, a 2020 second round pick, a 2020 fifth round conditional pick, to the to the Bears for a 2019 first round pick, a 2020 first round first pick. Round pick. 2023rd round pick and a 2019 sixth round pick. That is huge, huge return. Yeah. Huge return for the yeah. Raiders, but in I bet you in typical Raider form, they're just going to box the shit out of this. <laughs> you know, uh, they'll they'll draft the next coming of Jamarcus Russell or something. Uh, and then Khalil Mack then signs <coughs> this deal: six years, one hundred and forty-one million dollars, sixty million dollars signing bonus, ninety million of that is guaranteed. $23.5 million average. Aaron Donald was the highest paid defensive player for less than 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. He, you know. That is, um, yeah, that's just crazy. Good good for these guys. Because like you said, their careers are so short and it's so fleeting in, it's, uh, in Yes, NFL. and good on the players. Get the money, man. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. And also, the fans that are like chiding these franchises for signing these guys, the cap is going up. Like it's been going up at, like anywhere between seven to ten million dollars a season for the last five years. Well, who who do you want them to sign? If you don't want them to sign these guys, well, exactly. These, like, what are you even in it exactly. for? Exactly, and with the way the rookie deals work, and it's five years and all this stuff, like don't get so bogged down with the money that they're spending. They they have to do this to keep these good guys on their roster, or else they'll. Because you know what? If your team doesn't pay for them, some other team will. Well, you know what's ridiculous is when they're like. I hate the argument that people are like, oh, you know, doctors save lives and they don't get paid that much. I'm like, you know what? A lot more people can be a doctor than an NFL quarterback. That is true. And that's all it comes down to. It's scarcity. These guys have a a rare talent. And for everybody ripping on these, like, uh, especially the Packers, they're ripping on them because they're like, they're never going to win a Super Bowl. 
It's Why a, not? It's a team sport. One guy does not make it. Okay, Tom Brady has six Super Bowl rings. Good for him. But three of those are cut, are because of Adam Vinatieri, not him. They're, okay, it's, it's a total team and sport. If, and if we're if we're if it's based on rings, are you going to tell me that Legarrette Blunt is better than Barry Sanders? Is yeah. like I want you to come at me, come at me with that shit, because yeah. I will, I will fucking rip you a new one. <laughs> because that is the most insane argument ever. That rings <laughs> play Garrett Blunt better than Barry Sanders. Rings play a factor, yes, but it's a team sport. It's a team fucking sport. You yeah. could be the greatest player, like like one of the greatest quarterbacks, like Dan Marino. And if your team can't put a fucking defense on the field, it doesn't matter if you score fifty points a game, because yeah. the other team's going to score sixty. Football is such a team sport. Like it's like uh, some of the best players on the team get no notice whatsoever. These offensive yeah. linemen get yeah. zero recognition for what they do, or or just a defensive tackle who just sits there and takes the double team all day, like a Vince Wilfork or something. You get no, you don't get tackles. You don't yeah. get stats. You just take people. You know, Aaron Donald's kind of like that. He does get tackles like yeah. here and there, He's but a beast. He eats up double teams. Yeah. That's what he does. He frees up. They got two the, guys there that eat up double teams. Sue. Oh my god, they're gonna be a they're gonna be an awesome team. As like I don't as, I don't I don't love Jared Goff, but they're gonna be a great team. Well, I can see a regression from Goff this year, but and, that, and they, that, they're still gonna be good. They're still gonna be good as long as um, as long as uh, Wade Phillips can manage those egos because they also have Akeem Talib right. and Marcus Peters, and those two guys are head cases oh my too. God. So. They're talented players, but total head cases. Yeah. All right, so that was our NFL news. So good on all those players. Get that money. And we're going to go to some NBA. Josh Donaldson doesn't look right in Cleveland colors. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah, he said it was weird. That's weird. All right, in the NBA, the big news this week is Manu Ginobili has retired after 16 seasons with the Spurs. Yeah. Manu Ginobili is an awesome player. Everyone loves him. Like yeah. nobody has anything bad to say about that guy. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. And he he was he was fun to watch because he came over from from Europe there and uh, like really athletic for from Argentina. He, he from came, from Argentina. Yeah. Pardon me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not from Europe. Argentina. Yeah. Which has a great basketball. Like as a country, they're fantastic. Like they might be next uh, behind the USA as far as yeah. basketball. Yeah. Them, them in Spain. Them in Spain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, he he was fantastic. He was very athletic. Um, came in older too. He came at the age of twenty five, which I did not realize. Right. I thought he came in younger, but um, yeah. So he's played twenty three seasons of professional basketball total between yes. Argentina and the NBA, and sixteen in the NBA. So yeah, you're right. He came in later, and uh, yeah. His big thing was like, like if I think of a sixth man in our generation, yeah. it's Manu Ginobili. Yeah. That's like he's like king sixth man. And talk about selfless team player, like yes. you know, like. Talking about team, yeah, he's he's that yeah. epitomized. And well, and like well, between him, Parker, and Duncan, they they were the Spurs' way, and it, it really is an end of an era. Like the Spurs were dominant for so long. Duncan retired. Tony yeah. Parker moved on to Memphis. Yeah, I got to think Charlotte. Pop- I, I can't remember. I have no knowledge whatsoever of this, but I got to think Popovich is getting close to being he retiring. Must be. He must. I be. mean, like yeah. uh, especially after that whole Kawhi Leonard thing, he must be. Uh, but some of the stats here for Ginobili, uh, he averaged 13.3 points per game, 3.8 assists, 3.5 rebounds, 1.3 steals, 0.3 blocks. Pretty good for a six-man. Yeah. you know, And it's like it's not a lot of – it's like especially the things that stand out are the intangibles. Like it's hard to average almost four assists. 
Yes. Or like when you're coming off the bench yeah. for assists and, and rebounds when, and And when steals. you're coming off the bench, what are you playing, 20 minutes a night? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe? And his steals. His steals were always very high, too. Yes. Uh, he was a two-time All-Star, a two-time All-NBA team, 2002-2003 All-Rookie team. 2007-2008, he, he won the Sixth Man Award. He should have won so much more than that, but I guess it's one of those things where um, you, you're you so good that they look for other people to give it to. It's the Leo DiCaprio thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he was a four-time NBA champ, which... Right, exactly, you know. yeah. And he was, he was basically, in my opinion, the inventor of the Euro step. Yes, he was. And LeBron James actually tweeted it out yeah. that, that yeah. half the league uses it now. Yeah. And D- Dwayne Wade... Probably copied it the best out yes. of all the people that were already in the NBA. Like Dwayne Wade used it the best. And uh, I was just on uh, on the internet here. There's tons of great tweets about Manny Ginobili. Everyone loves him. Uh, Steph Curry, LeBron James, yeah, Tony Parker, Kobe Bryant, Carl Anthony Towns, even young guys know him. Kristaps Porzingis. I would like Chris to say Paul. too, Kobe Bryant's really softened up since he's retired. Yeah. Because there's no way Black Mama would have said shit if oh, he was still playing. Oh, of course not. Of course not. No. He'd have been like, get that chump change out of my way. Yeah, exactly. They battled a lot, uh, Ginobili and... Uh, Look at Garrett Mama. Gordon Hayward with yeah. that mop top, hey? Yeah. He looks so much better with the nice little... Yeah, he does. Such a lanky guy. Look at him there. He's, that's, he's like, he's wearing 20 as well. He's like, the guy, the reason I wear number 20, and then he's guarding Manu Ginobili there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Dwayne That's Wade, cool. one of the best to ever do it. Thank you, Manu Ginobili, for pushing the game forward and showing players all around the world what a t- true champion looks like. He says, hashtag Hall of Fame. Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Oh, I don't... That's an interesting question. Do they question. put in sixth men into the Hall of Fame? Uh, that's a, like, that's it, an interesting like, question, it, yeah. He was a starter for the first little bit, but by about, like... Like, like he came in at the age of 25. I can't do the math here. I think he came in and, like... So, all rookie. So, he came in in 2002... So within five years, he was winning the sixth man award. So he really he was only a starter for like five seasons. Yeah. Do they? I I don't know if the I I don't understand the intricacies of the NBA Hall of Fame vote, but I yeah. just I would think that a guy that's a sixth man would not get in. I don't know if there's like a pro basketball. Well, that's Hall the of thing fame. too. Is that's there, not the NBA? Yeah. If there's a yeah. pro basketball, for sure. For sure. You, you had the Olympics. You had what he did in, in Argentina. Then he for sure is. But yeah, exactly. For NBA, I don't know about that. But he was a hell of a player. Um, quite the uh, quite the change for the Spurs these days. That they've got to ball stoppers and Rudy Gay, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Demar Demar Derozan. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It's a it's a change. It's a change for these guys. Yeah, and it's like Popovich isn't quite ready to give. Like that's why you get a guy like Derozan instead of just trading Kawhi Leonard for a bunch of draft picks. Is yeah. that like Popovich is like I need players now. Yes. I want good players yes. now. Still, I'm not giving. I had up. heard a, I had heard something that he was going to only like coach the Spurs for another couple of seasons. Then he was going to coach Team USA full time. Interesting, and then that so would that be that'd be less of a commitment, I'm sure. Maybe I'm, I yeah. would I would assume yeah. so. Yeah, maybe that's what he's looking for, but still yeah. be really competitive, uh, and you'll have an amazing fucking team. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, LeBron. You're only gonna play 25 minutes tonight because we need to play Kevin Durant the other 25. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> shit. LeBron, I'm going to limit you to... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not limit you. You do whatever. You, you coach the team. Oh, just ridiculous. Who's this douchebag with the mustache? Is that Sean Reed Foley? Sean Reed Foley, yeah. Oh, that's that's dirty. Yeah. That's a dirty stash. All right. I think At least they're getting these guys some playing time. I that's, mean, that's true. That's the main thing that's now. True. Get rid of guys like so you can get these guys some playing time. And that's what like that's what they're having trouble with now is they have... Russell Martin and Troy Tulowitzki on their contract 
under contract for another year or two. Is but they haven't, they haven't brought up anybody to take Tulo's spot, really. So Tulo can well, still play next year. Yeah, but, but they have, but, they but have but a guy Dur- in the Dur- fight for... Duriel can take his spot, and yeah. uh, Lidmus Diaz right now is taking his spot. And I'm, I'm not, well, I guess I'm we'll not convinced Tulo would be any better than those two. I, yeah, yeah, who knows? Who knows? All right, so that's been our episode this week. Um, and we will uh, drop another one next week uh, with some more news. Maybe we'll be just as fiery as we were at the beginning of this one. Well, the uh, content's only getting better as things start to pick up and that's we get, true. In, get that's into true. Uh, fall. Oh, you wait till October with all the news that's going to come. Holy shit. Uh, also, good luck to everybody's fantasy, everybody's fantasy drafts. I'm sure there's more going on. We have ours tomorrow. This is Christmas Eve for us right This is now. Christmas Eve. Uh, so as soon as this is done, I'm going to go on to hate Mike for at least 24 hours. Sounds good. Have a good night, everybody. See ya.